Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we talk about all genres of rock and alternatives. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the Freeform Rock Podcast. Noise people. Here we go. Welcome right. to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have Lee Gershman on again. Say hi, Lee. Hi, how are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm kind of doing pretty good. Yeah, we get all this mm. rain and now we get this heat in California. What's up with that? <laughs> I I don't like that. It's sort of like, like, you know, like there's two different workers going on. One is the heat man and one is the air conditioned man and they're both in the sky and they're fighting with each other. Hey, uh, you know, like hot air, then cold breeze. It's like, give me a break. I don't want to keep changing my clothes every minute, you know? Yeah, this this is a, this weird weather, man. I don't believe in uh, global warming. I, I do believe in global warming, actually, because the world has had periods of warming and cooling. So yeah. It would nothing to do with man. It was volcanoes, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe my uncle who was asleep and he was 400 pounds and he ate jalapenos and his breath went Woo! <laughs> maybe that kind of volcano but that's a different kind yeah <laughs> all right well this is an album you you wanted to review i've never really listened to this band except uh what, what oh American yeah band uh, yeah that's cool it's like that one song it we're an american band that that was like well Don Brewer, the drummer, wrote it, and he wasn't really their main writer. Mark Farner was the main writer. It would be like if in the Rolling Stones, um, Charlie Watts wrote one song, and it became the huge song. So they were like, oh, they, they were like, okay, you know, you can write a few more. But no, Mark Farner was the guy who, during this period, wrote most of the stuff and most of it really wasn't much of a hit. It took their drummer to write their big song. But, yeah. So you don't hear much of of their early stuff on radio. Yeah. Even I, though I, I liked it. I've never, All I've heard is we're an American band. And I've heard stories about when they played the Anaheim Convention Center down here. That there was a huge riot at their show. And I go, Grand oh. Funk Railroad? Riot? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they talked about smoking pot a lot, and I think that they might have had like pot drifting from the from the stage or whatever, and so maybe people were in a tripped out mood. But they they were kind of energetic on stage, and they danced around. And I think Mark Farner he sometimes took off his shirt. Maybe people got excited, and it turned into <laughs> fights. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so I looked into this band. The album we're doing is Survival, Grand Funk Railroad. Yep. And it's her fourth studio album. It was released in April 1971 when I was just one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> by Capitol Records. was produced by Terry Knight. Drummer Don Brewer was ne never happy with the drum sound on the album due to Knight's insistence on having Brewer cover his drum heads with tea towels after seeing Ringo Starr <laughs> using that technique in the Beatles film Let It Be. I will get into the drum sound on this album when we go into the tracks. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll probably go into um, my feelings about that, even though I I just found out about that, like, very close to recently. But, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah there's... there's I, I have 
a certain opinion about this album, and as we talk about it, I'll I'll get a little more into it. Yeah. So, how did you get into Grand Funk Railroad? I was oh. never into them, so I don't have a backstory until you told me to. Hey, let's do this album. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons is because I wanted to give you a little bit of an education. Well, <laughs> but but anyway, um, I first heard of Frank. I mean, Grand Funk Railroad about the same time that I heard of Black Sabbath and of uh, Mahogany Rush, you know, um, but I never had heard them. But this was around when I was about six. But then when I finally heard Grand Funk Railroad, that was, I would say, the song We're an American Band, and I found that album. And then after that, uh, thanks to the thrift stores in the area, I was able to find a lot of their early albums and so I found that um, I liked um, a few of their albums but I found sometimes there was like a little bit of something wrong or like maybe they had a song or two that was kind of really screwy that I didn't like or in the case of one album called Closer to Home I found there's only like one song on it that I do like and but that's a whole other story but um, when I got Survival, I, I was like, this is actually a really good album. It's like a combination of like a good balance to it. And I, and I, I really dug it. And so I found that it's one of the albums that um, people don't even hardly talk about among Grand Funk Railroad fans. They're mostly talking about like the Red album. Well, it's it's called Grand Funk, but it has a red cover, and so people talk about that stuff, or they talk about um, like their live album. But this album gets kind of overlooked. So I um, thought that it would be cool, um, you know, because then I got to hear it over again for the review, which which means I I got another bit of comfort and pleasure to do that. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, I listened to it like four times today and took notes on it because I've never heard this band. It's not like oh, something yeah. like... Usually I don't take notes on bands that I know. <laughs> oh, <albums>. yeah. Unless, yeah. I, unless I really want to get all like uh, Terrence on things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have done it um, straight without any notes by me. It's just so that instead of me going, um, this is, um, this is, um, at, at least now I can sound a little more coherent. Yeah. Well, let's get into this fine album, and I, uh, yep. I'll, spoiler alert, I did like it. <laughs> oh, well, spoiler alert, thank you. All right. We get into the first song, Country Road. What do you think of this one? Oh, yeah, well, this is one of my favorites on the album. It's bluesy and has grit, but it's not too heavy. It has a subtle restraint where they're in control and not going so completely out there. It's very cool. It's like some songs they've done in the past, there'll be a good song and then Farner will go into a solo that without the rest of the group and just go on and on and on and on and kind of ruin it. And this song doesn't, and this album doesn't have that. So I was, it's, it's, it's my type of sound. Yeah, it's got a pretty good rhythm to it, and I like the vocals. The singer is really good. 
Oh yeah. It's really uh really a good song. I like it to start off the album. It's like but the drums are so weak sounding on yeah. this album and the rhythm guitar and the lead, the solo kicks ass. Yeah. This guy's oh, a really yeah. good guitar player. Thanks for getting me into this guy. I wanna hear some more Grand Funk albums now. I wanna oh. go buy some. Oh sure. I will tell you that um um after he stopped being in Grand Funk Railroad he he became a born again Christian, so that's also another reason for a thumbs up to him because he got that religion going and but but he was always politically conscious anyway but i think he just decided that after he um got religious that he he still did music but he wanted to more focus on a different direction but but yeah um his his guitar playing was really good yeah it's really good i i enjoyed he really forget he could like slam that guitar man awesome. yeah and the one thing I'll say about the drums is, yeah, the drums, now that I think about it, are kind of weak. But the, but but what I found, though, was, weirdly enough, I found they still had a good beat to it. That, that, um, but if, but if you later hear some of their other albums, Brewer pretty much almost smashes his kit, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't sound like this on, he doesn't sound like... He sounds more like. It just sounds like he's yeah. hitting them hard, but yeah. the, the the mics weren't picking it up because you could hear the power in the drums, but it's weak yeah. sounding. The sound is not there. It, maybe yeah. it's those T cloths that took away the sound. It's like oh, what the yeah. hell, because yeah, you can so... hear he's playing hard, but it's like tippy toe yeah. the tulips. <laughs> yeah. But I found that weirdly enough, I kind of found that even though it 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 was that way. It also, to me, um, I think helped keep them on track so that they didn't ruin the album with a lot of weird stuff that... that well, I might give you some links to some songs later, but I mean, you know, I, I thought it was a good balance. Well, personally. they had a weird stuff on one song on here that we'll get into later. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm... Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, I have a few little things to say. Yeah. And then we get into track number two, All You've Got Is Money. What do you think of this one? Oh, this is a really cool blues-styled rocker and one of my favorites on the album. I also like the eerie slow part that reminds me of Robin Trower. I need to listen to that guy. Everybody tells me he's so good. Yeah. He does Bridge, I w- Bridge of Size, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I like that song. I gotta yeah, listen yeah, more. yeah. So, um... Yeah, but yeah, this this kind of reminds me a little bit of that kind of sound too. I think that slower part. <laughs> yeah, I, I put notes on this. Sounds like music of the time. Traffic, yes, Clapton. Solo, oh wow! Solo kicks ass. Oh yeah. And then I go and a little bit of Almond Brothers I hear in this song. Oh cool. And then it says drums are weak. This song especially, you can hear that he's hitting him hard. It sounds yeah. like he's playing like Bonzo, but we're not recorded well. Because he's going... Pop, 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 pop. You could hear the power, but there's, the power's not coming out in the sound. Yeah. Because <laughs> you could hear him kicking ass on the drums, but it's not, like, there. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing drum rolls and hard hits, hi-hats, and <laughs> and it's not coming yeah. through well. You could, It's like... It's like you're half deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's it's kind of like having maybe 
Ingvang Malmsteen go on stage and for every 20 notes he's hitting you hear one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. I, but I do like this song. It reminds me a lot of Traffic. And then I could see why they, we'll, we'll get into that song later, why they did the, why they sound like them. They got a lot of influences on her. Um, oh, okay. Really good song. I like it a lot. And uh, then we'll get into the third song, Comfort Me. What do you think of this one? Oh, I'm usually not a fan of their mellower songs, but this is an exception. It's mellow heavy with a good balance. It's maybe a combination of a love song to a woman and a prayer to Jesus. Um, I dig it. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. It's a great song. The drums again. Uh, put a sad face next to it. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah. <laughs> I love drums, and when the, I I could I can I know this guy's a good drummer, but it's not recorded well. It's like, yeah. Wow, it just um, irritates um, me, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 later I'll give you a link to uh to another album that um, you'll it'll be a much different um drum sound. Yeah, and then we get into a cover song they did on this, "Feeling All Right" from Traffic. Oh yeah. Written by Dave Mason. I really love Traffic. I should do a podcast on Traffic. I just got a couple oh, of vinyls wow. from him. I love Steve Winwood. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah, and I do I, too. I, go ahead. How do you like this song? Oh, this is a very interesting and unique interpretation of this song, with its balance of bluesy rock and and kind of an eerie swamp sort of style in some parts. And I thought they really did a good job of this. And but later in the solo, they they do sound a little bit more like Traffic. Yeah, I, I caught that up. Is the thing about this song is when I hear it. I don't yeah. hear it because I hear Joe Cocker singing it because Joe Cocker did the best version of the song. <laughs> uh, okay, um, in my I, opinion. Oh yeah, I, I thought I thought he was up there too. <laughs> yeah, Joe Cocker. I think he made it his own. You hear feeling all right, you know that raspy voice. Yeah, is. yeah. This this this. Um, I guess for people who are spoiled on Joe Cocker's version, this one seems like a a good second. Maybe not. Maybe not. 100% but a good 90% it's the same thing when Joe Cocker did a little help for my friends man the Beatles sounds oh, weak yeah. compared to his man his has got soul and rock yeah I never liked the, the, the Beatles one that much yeah, and Ring, I like the Beatles Ring, but not that song much Ringo's not my favorite singer of the Beatles <laughs> oh <laughs> I, get, yeah. I can't stand uh, I used to love Yellow Submarine when I was a kid but now it just sounds oh. like a song uh, wow! Octopus's <laughs> Garden. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> That's... but Disney overplayed it in a little Nemo parade. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> oh, I, oh man, I would have loved to hear it in a Nemo parade, but but, <laughs> just... but, but I, but I'm a little bit twisted. <laughs> yeah, I like I like this version, but I love Joe Cocker, man. That that guy's. Oh, awesome. okay. I'm yep. just, I'm sad he died. You know, he passed. Yeah, I saw him live though, Dang. and he was really great. I saw clips of him at the uh, what is it? Uh, what's that show in the '60s he did? Everybody did. Um, Jimi Hendrix. Um, probably like um, one in New I, York. Oh, um, I I I, for, I I forget, but but it was um, the big hippie hippie show. <laughs> oh, um, oh Woodstock. Woodstock, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. him with no beard, no mustache. It looked weird, but he was like oh, sweating yeah. <laughs> his ass off up there. I think he was on acid. <laughs> oh, um, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. 
That's pretty. And then we get into uh, I Want Freedom. What do you think of this one? Okay, well, this song has an example of something the group's done a couple of times before, and it irritates me. They put way too much of tape jabber as an introduction. <laughs> but, but with that being said, the actual song itself is one of their very best, and I love it. Uh, that's what I was going to tell you about, the weird kids thing, yeah. talking about God, God does this, God does that. What the hell do we yeah. eat that shit in there for? You know, yeah. just get to the damn music. This is like wasted time. You could have put another song on this album, for God's sake. They, 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 yeah, that's that's going to be on the next song. But I mean, they, they, they do have a tendency once in a while to do something waste, wasteful. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough. <laughs> I was like, oh, and, the kids talk on the next song. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, it's it's still, Same whether thing. it's kids or that, yeah, it's it's, it's just waste. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they're sitting there, let's, let's add this, man, this sounds cool. Get off the drugs and just make the music. <laughs> they were like, no, we have to be on the drugs in order to do the music. <laughs> That's what people say about Aerosmith, once they got off drugs, they sucked. Hmm. Well, um, I'll have to force myself to listen to their stuff now and then tell you. Well, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> I, I like a lot of the music from The Next Dimension. I don't like the country song they did with Carrie Underwood on there. Oh, the okay. Bonus, the bonus tracks are superb. The bonus oh, tracks okay. they have on that and a lot of songs on there are really good. They could have cut that down to a nine-song album. It would have been awesome. Oh, okay. There's a lot of good songs out there. And I don't like Just Press Play. But I do love yeah. Nine Lives. I love freaking Permanent Vacation. I love uh, Get uh, Get a Grip, and I love uh, except for the love songs. I like the like Eat the Rich and stuff like that on there. Yeah, and yeah. I love Pump. <laughs> so. Oh, all right. But the '70s stuff is the best. <laughs> yes, definite. Yeah, and then we get into I Can Feel Him in the Morning. What do you think of this one? Yeah. This is the to me the closest to a spiritual that they did back then. It's the only mellow it's one of the only other mellow songs there that I like. I felt that the introduction with the kids is interesting, but I think the song would have worked just as well without it. <coughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, it was like um I, I found that it I understood their point, but yeah, it it kinda they, they've had other songs like that. There's another song that they do off of one of their other albums, and they have commentary, and um, it's 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 weird. Well, you could tell he's probably getting spiritual about this song. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of like it a little bit with the kids, but then I go, it's wasted. Just get into the music, put another song on. Yeah, especially when they start getting that like horror kind of echo effect like, these are kids now, and now you're making it sound like children of the corn, you know? <laughs> kind of yeah. like, like, blah, 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 blah. it's like, okay. <laughs> but but the, I, I like the song itself. Yeah, it's cool. I like the song a lot. It's really cool. Yeah. I just don't like the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's cool. And then we yeah. get into uh, another cover on here from the Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. What do you think of this version? Oh, this is so much better than the Rolling Stones original. This is very powerful and full of energy. It's also one of my favorite Grand Funk Railroad performances of all time. I really, really dig it. Yeah, I like his voice on this song. It's really good. I, I still like the 
the uh, Rolling Stones version just because of the female vocalist <clears throat> in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, I think they needed a stronger female on her that they had. But I, oh, I really yeah. like the way he sings it, the the real the vocals from the, the man. It's really cool, man. I like it. I, yeah. I like this take on this song. I like yeah, how they and, made it their own. Yeah, and I like the heavy, heavy guitar sound, too. Yeah, this guy, it's, like I said at the beginning, this guy is a real <clears throat> kick-ass guitar player. Oh, definite. Yeah. yeah. And so, Yeah, I really like him a lot. Thanks for getting me into this group. I'm probably going to go find some great Oh, funk. cool. Yeah, there's... Um, I will say the album, Closer to Home, it, um, there's... I'll just say quickly, that has some songs in it which are just keyboards, almost. And he does hardly any guitar. And, and then the vocals are, like, like out-of-tune Michael Jackson, and it's, like, irritating. So... Um, um, if you do want to hear that one just to get it over with, I'd say don't worry, because that's the only album like that by them. But there are other stuff, like a Red album called Grand Funk, you know, that that one's the one to hear. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, do you have anything? Uh, what's your favorite three songs off this album? For okay. Um, I would have to say my favorite three would have to be um, the song Country Road, All You've Got Is Money, and I'll say Gimme Shelter. Okay. I would have said I Want Freedom, but yeah, that, that introduction is a little bit too long for me. But, but the song itself, a tie for third would be that one and Gimme Shelter. Cool. Do you have anything going on on your YouTube page? I put up your links last oh. time. Did you oh, get any more cool. hits off that? Um, <laughs> I, I, I've got a couple. Yeah, cool. there's a few people who do that, and and I haven't, I, I haven't done too much recently. I I did like um a couple of just videos on Facebook of just me talking about how annoyed I am because the Bart train hasn't shown up yet. But I mean, <laughs> but that's yeah. that's not that's just a little diddling around but i'm um gonna be doing more soon cool and, and, and your podcast i put a link to that too yep and um i also have if it's you go to l-e-e-g-e-r-s-t-m-a-n-n dot wordpress.com that's my wordpress send me the link in, in messenger and i can put that up too Sure, okay. I'm also going to start putting the links of the albums I review on Amazon so people could use my link and buy it if they like it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to trying to get better at, at, at giving more people information, giving them links. Because a lot of these, the, these albums are overlooked that I go on and you talk oh, about. So I want to yeah. get these bands some money. And oh, I, does Grand Funk cool. still play at all? or? <clears throat> this is weird. I I haven't heard any of it, but I hear that Bruce Kulick plays with the drummer and the bassist, and he's now playing with Grand Funk. He's singing or what? Um, guitar and probably singing. Oh wow! I I mean I I have to check it out, but I I'm not 
I've not heard any of it, so I have no idea how good or bad it is. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Bruce Kulick is is doing Grand Funk now. Nice. And I'm not sure if Mark Farner is still alive or if he died. But well, we should look that up. <laughs> yeah, but but I think that he might have died, but um, not like I, I forget what year. All right. Do you have any albums to suggest for the fans? Oh, um, let's see. I'll give me one second. Okay. Um, there's an album by a group called Captain Beyond, and that had the guitar player who was for a while in Iron Butterfly, who was named Rhino, and they also had um, Lee Dorman. Um, from Iron Butterfly, and it had Rod Evans from Deep Purple, and um, <clears throat> and it had Bobby Caldwell, who <clears throat> later was with Keith Ralph in a group called Armageddon, and they did um, a few albums, and their first album is just called Captain Beyond, and that's a great album. And cool. and if you're a fan of of old um um kind of progressive um, heavy rock it will be your thing cool I'll put the link I'll find yeah. it, see if they have it on Amazon I'll put a link up for it I think they do alright and then I'm going to suggest an album by uh, Ronnie James Dio one of his uh, later albums it's called uh, Killing the Dragon from 2002 hmm. I, really oh, wow. I really enjoy this album the title track is cool I don't think a lot of people like it. I liked it. I even like Master of the Moon. I think this wow. really, really good, man. I think is just before he was gonna pass, he was making his best music. I even liked Heaven and Hell. So, oh yeah, I yeah, like that stuff too. Yeah, so I I miss that guy, man. He had such a great voice. I feel so bad I never got to see him in concert. I had so many chances yeah. to, and I never did. Well, that's album. Wow. Yep. I'm gonna talk. <laughs> I. To suggest is Master of the Moon by Dio. Really great album. You guys check it out. Maybe Strange Highways from 1994, which is an overlooked okay. album. With Jeff Pilson from Dawkin on bass. Oh, right on. Yeah. I All think right. I I heard that one too, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, Strange Highways is cool. That's even in his final box set, or his, his box set they just released too. Wow, yeah. It's pretty good. And I was going to tell oh. you, if you like Triumph, you should try this album called uh, Rick Emmett and Resolution 9. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I do like um, early Triumph. Yeah, but this is Rick Emmett, the guitar player. It's really good. It's Rick Emmett and Resolution 9. Check it out. Cool. Res 9. All right, Lee, thank you right for on. Uh, coming on the show. I, wanna, I appreciate you again. Thank you so much. All right, man, you have a great day. Okay, you too. Right, take, take care. Bye. Okay, bye.
Those are some kick-ass songs. Now I have some promos from some friends of mine. Take it away, guys. Hey, 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 hey. DJ Big Bushy here. And if you like the beer cold, the women hot, and the music loud, then get your ass to the biggest party on that metalstation.com. The Big Bushy Power Hour. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Big Bushy Power Hour. It's the biggest party with the biggest beer. Hi, I would like to promo some podcasts that I'd like to listen to. The Cassius Morris Show, Metal Raps, One-on-One with Mitch LaFon, 
Cheap Talk with Cheap Trick Chat, Podcast with the Podfather Ken Mills, and last but not least, the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris and Aaron. And also I have some great Facebook groups that sell vinyl. Needle in the Groove, Vinyl Seconds, and Wicked Sweet Vinyl are great and always have amazing records. Take it easy, guys, and go check those groups out. Hey, man, thank you guys for supporting the Freeform Rock Podcast. I just wanted you guys to do me a little favor. On the right hand, on the left-hand side of my Podbean page, there's a link. It says Amazon link. Click that, and if you guys want to buy anything off Amazon, you don't cost you any more money to buy. It just gives me a little kickback so I could upgrade this podcast for you guys because I do do it for free, and it helped me a lot so I could upgrade and get mixers and stuff like that. And also, I just want to thank you guys for getting me over 2,000 downloads. I really appreciate that. I know it's still a small, budding podcast, but thank you guys and tell your friends about it. And also, join the Facebook page on Freeform Rock Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who, who will contribute. And also, on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also, guys. You guys have a great day, and God bless.